Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. We are back with another episode of Inside the Closet. You want to plug our shows up top? You know what? I do want to plug my shows up top. If you're listening to this, I will be performing at the Pilgrim House, Provincetown, Massachusetts, August 7th and 9th, and Houston Improv, August 19th to 22nd, September 10th and 11th at the Vulcan Gas Company in Austin, Texas, and September 17th and 18th at Philadelphia Punchline. Boom, Mate- boom, Ma- boom. MateoLaneComedy.com for... More details. And I will be at the I will be at the DC Comedy Loft um, July eighth, ninth, and tenth. And then I will be in Bristol, Connecticut, September third and fourth. And I will be at Good Nights Comedy Club. How do you remember all this? The weekend because we just did it because the weekend before September third and fourth, so August thirtieth okay. and whatever the fuck. Uh, today is. we have two guests on our show. Yeah. We're calling Gail and then Nick to catch in with our old gay friends. Our old, our old gay friends. Gail's my buddy. We met years ago at Gay Pride, and she just called me, so we're going to call her right back. Oh, this oh is can perfect. you hear her? Oh, wow. Great. We got to come back here. Hello. Hey. Hey, Gail. Mateo's on, Hi, too. guys. What's the good word? How are you? Guys, my life. I, you can't write a book and no, make we can't. shit up. Well, like, I, to set the scene, so Gail and I were supposed to have dinner last night, kind of last minute, but then I got a I got a text that said, cars by the side of the road, not going to make dinner. What happened? And are you okay? So I was downtown, and I was taking care of some stuff, and the car overheated in the middle of the Henry Hudson. Fuck. On the West Side Highway. Fuck. And so, like, and not, and listen, the craziest part about it is that not one NYPD officer stopped to make sure I was okay. Like, they just kept driving by? They kept driving by. They didn't even give a shit. Were you trying to flag them? Uh, no. So, so what, did the, what did the hell did they, did they think well, you were doing? Well, did you see a car on the side of the road and be like, well, okay, let's see if this right. person needs help? Yeah, or like, are you up to no good? Like, what, what, what do they think is good? It's not, I mean, they're obviously... The, well, I called 911 because the car was smoking and they said the fire department. <laughs> Were you so scared? Yeah, yeah, I was really scared. I was like, and you know me, I don't get scared that often. Sure. But I was super scared. I mean, you got to remember there's cars flying past you at like oh. 50, miles an hour. And you're just sitting in the middle of the West Side Highway. Hoping that somebody doesn't come crashing into you. I relate because when I was in I was in New Orleans, I guess it was maybe like eight months ago at this point, and I was coming back from the airport and one of the tires blew out and we were I was on a highway, so I pulled over and I called someone that I knew that lived in the area and they're like, Oh, thank God you just didn't this didn't happen when you were on the bridge. I was like, You're right, thank God. And then I got because they're like, That bridge is over another like four lane highway. And I got out of the car, looked down, and I was on the fucking bridge and I got so I was like paralyzed in fear because of the cars whizzing by me. I mean, it's just another like adventure in my daily routine. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say, I Gail, how it. have you been? Catch us up on your life. It's been a while since we've talked to you, and you know, we're we're doing a day where we're catching up with our gays essentially. And I'm gonna call some of my friends to catch up. But I, how are you? What's going on? Life is so good right now. Um, I am currently in an open relationship with a woman in Brazil. That's awesome. Oh my god, Gail, you're you're talking my tune. When's the when are you guys going to see each other again? Um, I'm supposed to go out there in I'm supposed to go out there in August. Awesome. Have you been to Brazil before, Gail? Yeah, 
three months. Okay, and what do you think of it? Um, it's really difficult there with um, COVID. Yeah, there. I mean, you're vaccinated, no? Yeah, I'm vaccinated. It's really difficult with COVID, and um, she just got vaccinated last Monday. Oh, good. So she hasn't left the house in a year. What? Whoa! No way! You yeah. mean she's she's yeah. left the house, but she hasn't left the area. She doesn't leave the house. No way! Yeah, everything gets delivered. She doesn't see anybody. In well, over a year? Well, we didn't leave. Year, I yeah. mean, Emma, we didn't leave the house for like five months. Well, I mean, I mean you were going. <laughs> no, but you take walks. She takes a walk. She won't even do that because people, the homeless population in Brazil is like twice as bad as California. And so nobody wears a mask. Where is she living in Brazil? Sao Paulo. Oh. Man, my mental health. I don't know. Maybe it would be good for me to just stay in the house for you. I mean, also, if she's in a house that's different, I'm picturing like studio apartment like you have, like one would have in New York. But no, like, she's got a beautiful house and she's got a dog. But it's one tough year. With it's tough with the dog. It's tough with the dog. But um, it's a little but, Sunset and, Boulevard. Like she's we all kind of lived like in Sunset Boulevard. Right. But then I'm also I'm also seeing an influencer. Yeah. How did the date go on? Ooh. Did a, they did a, um, a jet skiing date. And I thought a jet skiing date is aggressive. Name. Because she is very big. I'll text you guys her name later. I don't oh. want to put her name out there. All right. Fair enough. How did the date go? Um, so let me give you a little background on her. She is a, I hope I get this right, because she's going to probably hear this episode. Um, she's a body positive, um, like plus size influencer. Awesome. So she, so she advocates for, uh, you know, plus size women. Love to that. Free with their bodies. Yes. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a beautiful day down the shore. Was it your first date? Uh, no, this was our uh, our first date. Was I took her in a luxury Sprinter van to Peter Luger's? What the hell <laughs> oh my is God. that? Wait, Gail. So my girlfriend now she took me to Peter Luger, and it was so. It's is like this, this a lesbian thing? No, it's like a fancy steakhouse. But Peter Luger was in the news recently because there was a shooting there, and I was like, you know what? Not to like minimize the shooting. I bet that was a PR stunt because it's supposed to be very like mafia ish there. Oh, it's good. It's not. K is way better than Peter Luger. What place is? STK. I don't know about it. I don't know. I don't know anything um, about steak. It was Peter honest. Luger is so, fun though. It was fun. It was fun, and a luxury sprinter is like, uh, like a van, but it's like a limousine inside, and there's TVs and a sound system, and you can smoke. Now, getting that. Like, that is the first date, though. That's like setting the bar really fucking But also, high. How, how I would be so intimidated. It's like, how do you even start a conversation sure. if, if, if you're Welcome like in a mini van. Vegas? Yeah. But the second date, I, you know, I had to up the ending. The second date, I took her on a jet ski adventure. And the third one, you took her to the moon. Yeah, you're right. For our third date, which is on Wednesday, I got a suite at the Williamsburg Hotel. Wait, but how oh, that's are a you nice do- hotel. It is a Gail. nice hotel, but aren't you? Does this stress you out, like keeping this momentum going with the like doing all the fancy stuff? Here's the thing: she is the type of woman where you gotta like everybody wants her time. Right, I right? know, but that's gonna get. But your time, and like, you gotta, and you gotta like, you know, you gonna take this woman on a date? You better come correct. I know, but you're that, you're coming real fucking cr- cause is is that gonna get old? Do you think? I mean, I'm sure it'll level out. You know, right, right, I'm right, sure right. for sure it'll level. Out. I'm th- I'm 
I'm I'm free I'm freely dating. Right, right, so, right, right. You know, but she just has my eye a little bit. I love I that. Just, a I little bit. Talking. You're taking her to the Taj Mahal. <laughs> I love a jet ski adventure. Were you guys on the same jet ski? Yeah, of course. Hell not, yeah. But but to also bring it back a little bit, I think I the last time we spoke we were talking about softball, correct? Yeah, because I was like, I can't, I couldn't get dinner. The I was doing my fucking audit because I got, I which I can't believe I got audited. I pray to God you don't get audited. I pray to God your dad doesn't get audited. I hope no one you ever meet gets audited. Besides, it sucks. So I was doing the audit on whatever day it was, and I was like, what about Friday? And you're like, I can't. I have softball. <laughs> well, I joined the LGBTQ softball league. Is it officially LGBTQ? Gonna, is there, is there any just... other softball league? <laughs> Are there at work playing softball? All right, I don't know how to throw balls, but uh, but I will go. There's a there's a uh, so there's like a few different divisions. So there's an all women's division, a mixed division, an all men's division, and like a competition division. What's the division where everyone plays like Nathan Lane in the birdcage? Because that's the one that I belong in. (laughs) My league. (laughs) Okay, work. Then I'm joining that league. What kind of time commitment are we talking? Like two hours a week? Uh yeah, it's on Sun. It's on Saturdays, and our our it, our games depend. Like it depends on what. Our, sometimes our games are at nine o'clock in the morning. Sometimes our games at one. That sounds fun. In the afternoon. It does. I've and, always and thought like a, I was on a gay volleyball team in Chicago with me and my friends, and that was really fun. I mean, we 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 lost every game, but um. But you won because it's like also things that are consistent are really fucking healthy. Like things where it's like, okay, I do this on Saturdays. Like it's like a nice like thing to like it's like a nice healthy activity. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I work in such a male dominant industry. Right. That it's nice to be around your own kind. Absolutely. It's nice to be around women. It's nice to be around just the community. Sure. You know what I'm saying? How competitive are you? I'm very, I'm, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really competitive. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, like, Gail. In what world did we think Gail's just going to be sitting down and be like, oh, today is just for fun. Like, no, she's coming to win. I want to oh, go I'm root coming. you on. I want to go root you on. Like, I'm one of those, like, parents that they have to tell to get chill Get a poster. Out, where I'm like, I'm like, my kid got all the gold. I want to get a big foam finger and yeah. just sort of, like, wave it at I'll bring Gail. Capri Suns and I'll be like, these are only for Gail. So I want to tell you guys a quick story before I let Please. you guys go. Um, so you guys know the comedian Carly Montag, right? Yes, I do. So, uh, my friend, my very, 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 very very good friend, very good friend Carly Montag is recently in a new relationship, right? I'm not going to say her name, but, um, so when Carly first started dating this woman, um, Carly came to me and was like, I think that you hooked up with her. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't, I no idea who you're talking about. So she sent a picture of the girl, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So the story with this girl is, is that I went, I went to go introduce her to some of my buddies who were at a hotel downtown. We were gonna go smoke up. We we're gonna go smoke some weed, like right. totally normal, whatever. And so there was some other things at the party that was not weed, right? Pops. And the girl got like the girl got really freaked out. Sure. Like really freaking It wasn't out. the type of party she was expecting. You go in, you think you're going to a potluck, next thing you know, it's a sex party or whatever. You're like, whoa, I did, this isn't what I signed up for. Sure. 
was not, I did not know that this was going to happen either. So then the next day she texts me. She's like, listen, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think your lifestyle is conducive to my life. (laughs) Bitch, what do you, what do you know about jet ski adventures? Well, not to call Carly's new girlfriend a bitch. Actually, I take that back. I'm just saying. All right. Now, mind you, we do like all the Jewish holidays with Carly. Sure. Like every single Jewish holiday. So is she going to bring this girl? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So now I got to come this girl in a few months at Rosh Hashanah dinner with my whole family. Here's the deal. She better not snitch and say in front of the family what was going on at the party. Oh, listen, I have anxiety about it already. I'm sweating just thinking about it. She won't. She, <laughs> she won't. won't. She'll be fine. She's going to go to a Rosh Hashanah dinner. She's going to be nice and say hey. And Why don't you and bring me as food. your date and I'll police her? Every time she opens her oh mouth, I'll do a little thing under my neck like it's like like the throat What are you, from my family? What is this? Absolutely. Emma, She'll be like, pass me the potatoes and I'll be like, I'll fucking kill you. Listen, Emma, you're going to come because this is just. You know, what I love about my life and what's so beautiful about my life is that you never know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know what kind of experience you're going to have. And it's just it's just a whole lot of fun. And I really I just I'm in a really great place in my life. I'm so happy for you. I love where I live and I love what I do and I love my family. So, um, yeah, everything is good. And I, I love you guys. You guys are the funniest people around. Thanks, Gail. Thank you, Gail. It's really nice to catch up with you, Gail. I can't, I got, I reserved the car for July 4th, so I'll, I'll, I'll see you then. For July 4th. He's away. I'm He's going, going to, to Italy, going to Italia. Ooh. Well, another weekend we'll do gay pride at the, at the shore. Awesome. Perf. Love it. Thank you, Gail. And where can people find you online if you want people to find you online? Uh, Gladster125, hit me up. Gladster125, and yeah. shout outs to Carly Montag, who's got a po- <laughs> funny podcast that I was on recently as well. Oh, yeah, shout out Carly Montag. She's the funniest, one of the funniest people I know. Go check her out. She's got a podcast. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have a great day. I'm going to catch up soon. Thank you, Gail. <laughs> Bye, Gail. Bye, guys. I love, I her. love Gail. Gail makes me so happy. Oh, because she because she's she's um I'm trying to get she's this got a good me. attitude. Well, it's, she downplay. I'm gonna read you the text exchange about please, dinner because please. this was okay because this I didn't realize it was it was like quite that okay. So she said um, she said yo I'm in the city. You want to grab dinner now? I haven't seen her in a, maybe like seven months, so I was like pretty stressed out about doing the audit. And I was like, I'll call you in ten. I'm just finishing up the audit for the day, and I have a show at nine. She goes, I'm downtown, and I said, okay, well I've got a show at nine, and I'm kind of cross-eyed, but um, give me a holler. And she goes, that's plenty of time. And then then I called her, and I was like, I could meet like for a quick dinner. She's like, great, we'll go to Cass's Deli, whatever. And I was like, all right. She said, we'll get a Reuben, and I'll tell you what. When someone springs a dinner on you, since I had been eating kind of unhealthy recently, I was like, oh, God, now I'm adding Reuben to the mix. What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm out of control. All right. So she wrote and then she said, hey, I'm stuck on the side of the road, LOL, not going to make dinner. I said, oh, shit, are you OK? Do you want to do Friday? And then and then I wrote her this morning. I said, I said, are you all right? Because I never heard from her after she said stuck by the side of the road. And she went, what a night. And then I just wrote, can we get can inside the closet give you a call? And she said, sure. Oh, she's But great. I had no idea that the level of stuck by the road we're talking. That's Being very stuck scary. by the road is, I wish I call Nick, by the way. We Let's can talk to him about this. But that is a scary thing. Yes. 
All right, now we're going to catch up with my friend Nick, who you all know and hate. <laughs> yes. Hi, Hi Nick. Nick. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? Oh, dandy. How are you? Doing all right. We're it's, just... it's so funny. We just called. So we're doing catch up on this episode with some of our gays. And it's so funny because we just called Gail, Emma's friend, who's like, I got to tell you, my life's fucking great. I fucking love you all fucking this. And we pick up and it's like, hello. <laughs> You're catching up with gays? Gail. Well, yes. Gays. Yes, gays. We're catching up with some of the past guests we've had on the show. So we thought we'd catch up with you. LGBTQI. Oh, well, why are you calling me? I'm a straight ally. <laughs> well, we we just appreciate the support so much. <laughs> we had an argument the other day. We were playing Call of Duty. No, I'm sorry. Nick plays Call of Duty. No, no, no. Fortnite. Fortnite. No. We play. Well, you Fortnite. play video like video games too, Nick? Oh, every day. Oh, that's so um, funny. I didn't realize. I that. play Fortnite. Okay. And then we we were asking our straight friends who has a gayer voice, me or Nick. Tough to say. It kind of depends on what you guys are each doing. I would say. Like when I don't know, that's really tough to say. Who? What? What did you guys decide? Well, we. I'm gonna add Jacob to this call because I feel like. Was it you, Nick? I would say maybe Nick, but I'm not sure. Hold on, we're adding Jacob. So they Hold on, Nick. We're adding Teo. Jacob. Hold on. Really? Hold on. We're we're calling Jacob. We gotta add Jacob. I would this. err on the side of Nick, actually. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty gay. I think from the jump, like if I was just meeting you guys first time, I would say, I, I, if I was casting a voice for a gay character, I think. You would say, I would say Nick is a better voice for a gay character than You me. guys both, I don't know. That's tough. How did that make you You're feel, Nick? Um, well, I don't know. Hi, Nick. Hello. Uh, we tried calling Jacob to get him in on this, but we go, what were you saying before I rudely interrupted you? I said, normally straight men have no issue poking fun or acknowledging gay men's gay voices. And then when you flip the script like we did and we were like, we're aware we have gay voices, but whose is more gay? They're like, uh, uh, I don't know how to answer that. That's I don't know if so, I should answer that. I can so see that. Which means they had an answer. Oh, for sure. It's like the type, you know what it, it reminds well, of me? Of course they have yeah. an answer. <laughs> it reminds me, someone was telling this, I, someone has a joke about it, but it's like like when someone cat calls someone, it's like if that person stopped and was like, okay, let's fuck. It's like, guess what? You couldn't handle that woman. So it's like flipping the script on them and being like, okay, we've got gay voice. What do you what do you guys think like we don't hear anything yeah like it's not a it's not a joke it's not a tease i'm fully aware <laughs> that my voice sounds gay you don't have to tell me i just actually want to know who sounds more gay <laughs> where does gay voice come from do you guys think i don't know i've thought about that before and i wonder what do you think nick an extra chromosome you think <laughs> i really extra wonder chromosome. because it's like i mean it's definitely like an undeniable thing like it's there and it's, I mean, what could it be? It's just like, it's very. And it's in every language. There's gay voice right. in Italian, Spanish, German, every language. There's gay voice. Perché oggi, quando io sono andato di parlare. Like, we all have this kind of extra flair to us. When you guys were kids. Not just, all of us, we're generally speaking. Not all, yeah. I mean. When you guys were kids, was there a certain point where it's like, because uh, like most, you know, kids, voices are kind of the same. But was there a certain point where yours developed into more and more gay and you're like, oh, I'm diverging from the others. But I didn't think I sounded different until probably sixth grade. I don't think people really fall into gender norms until like third or fourth grade. Sure. Everyone, up until that point, I, I was fine. You know what I mean? And then once like 
everyone started like settling into their quote unquote gender norms, then all of a sudden it was aware. Everyone was aware and making me aware of how not like right. the rest of them I was. Was that what was your experience like, Nick? Um, I mean, I was pretty <laughs> aware from an early age. I was not like the rest of mm. them. <laughs> I mean, I was in elementary or like fifth or sixth grade and my voice hadn't changed yet. And I had a really good singing voice. So the, the choir teacher put me in the soprano section with all the girls. But like, <laughs> of course, I loved it. Sure. And like, I was like a child in my backyard practicing softball pitch. So uh, <laughs> I would say that I, my voice, my actions, my attitude was never like, you know, whenever you go to like a kid's birthday party or like the baseball games or something and the moms are always like, you're so fun. Right. You're just, they always said that to me. Like I was that kid. Mm. They would so. they would say to me to be like, don't put stop eating crayons. But then also all my friends were boys when I was in like third or fourth grade. So they would I had a friend, Brett, and his mom was like, you know, only boys are allowed to spend the night. And then she'd be like, and Emma. And everyone would be like, yeah, 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 Because we would I would get to be at the boys sleepovers. Because be like, no girls. Well, but Emma gets to. And then everyone would be like, yeah, of course. If you are looking at a group of kids and one of those kids is talking with the mothers as if he's one yes, of them. Yes, yes. Where did you go? What's in this dip? Day suck dick. Yes. What is in the dip? 100%. Totally. And that was me. I have a question I for you guys. Get, if you see a kid in school making best friends with the office secretaries yes, in the school yes, office. Yes, ladies. That kid likes dick. Amen. Would you, would, if you guys had a gay kid yourselves, how would you? Because I some, don't want kids. Right. I don't None. Want kids. Okay. I don't really, I don't know what I want. But I feel like if my kids were gay, I'd be like, oh God, just because I'd be like, oh, I don't know why. I guess internalized homophobia is the answer. I that. wouldn't care. I'd be like, like do whatever you want. Because right. all I remember about my childhood was just feeling shame for everything. You're right. I'd support them. And so right. I was going to say, I mean, don't get me wrong. Not everyone's situation is easy nowadays. And I acknowledge that. But I think that per capita, coming out is a lot easier nowadays than like what we had to go through growing up. I mean, sure. if it was like it was back in the day, I would be like, oh my God, this his life is right. going to be so hard. Right. But I think it just depends on where you are. And especially nowadays, not always, but oftentimes it's just a little bit easier. Yes. Especially if we had kids in New York, like, Oh, oh forget, it. forget about it. Forget it. Forget it. I mean, the, the kid will come out and the, all the other kids will be like, okay, I'm right. non-binary and I'm pansexual. So yeah, like, exactly. you're not special. Right. We're coming up with words. You can't even imagine for things you don't even like have never even, conceived. but it, it is so crazy to think how far we've come that, that kids that would think about it. when I was seven, I couldn't even verbalize that I was gay. I couldn't even, I mean, of course we knew, right. But I couldn't, verbalize it it was a so fear-based and so like don't move from the box of the norm and now there's seven-year-olds who are seven or eight-year-olds who are like no, i i i'm trans and this is who have i am guys, and it's like oh we've just come so far it's like it's wonderful and seen like gay tiktok no who it's gay have you seen that nick um not really bob just shows me the TikToks where guys shake their ass. No, Bob has compilations he plays on YouTube of the best hot guys with biggest <laughs> bubble butts. And it's really? just hours of men and their butts. Wait. And then we're like, that one's good, that one's bad, that one's... But it's like, also, oh also, it just baffles me when people still to this day are like, 
it's a choice to be gay. You weren't born it. Because I just think back to my childhood and not when I was alone in my room or anything. I just think back (laughs) when I was in public Mm. as like a child who grew up around seemingly majority just straight people in the middle of the country. Mm. And I would be like lip syncing to Whitney Houston on my computer in front of my brother and his friends. Like, or uh, I would be fucking like hanging out with my friends' moms or when I did have a birthday party with my friends, we performed gymnastic routines. Like what? And your parents were okay with it? Uh, yeah. I mean, when I finally came out, both my mom and even my grandma were like, I mean, we all knew and we all would talk about it, but like, we're not going to say it until you said it. But like, if you have a child who is at, it's so behind my house is this huge park and like the peewee football team plays there. Mm-hmm. If you have a child who's like five and all the peewee football boys are playing football and you see your child over with the 12 and 13 year old cheerleading girls sure. asking them to do basket tosses. <laughs> I can't imagine you think he's going to grow up liking puss. Right. Right. <laughs> I was back in Maine, like, dr- like dr- trying to pretend I was a knight and, like, trying to make out, like, trying to finger bang dolls. Like, so, <laughs> y- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, where the fuck does this, where does that come from? Just walking around being like, what's up? Well, because I think as, I think as people and I think especially as children, you know, the, the base of who we are never really changes. Mm. We obviously learn and we grow and we evolve and et cetera. But the base of who you are and fundamentally of who you are as an individual never changes. So usually when you see kids, especially queer kids who are really acting out on their queerness in a, in a good way, it's just, you know, they haven't learned shame yet. Right. So they're just doing innately what is what is natural to them. Like for me, it was wrapping a um, blanket around my waist and pretending I was Sleeping Beauty or mm. Maleficent or Storm from the X-Men. And, you know. Do you remember well, the first time dis- someone made fun of you? Sorry. What'd you say, Nick? I was gonna say, I distinctly remember like vividly and I was three or four. I just always was more curious and interested in boys and like seeing other boys and curious what they looked like. Like when I saw girls, it didn't even like, like finding them attractive or cute or wanting to kiss them or something. I would, because that's what everyone else did. But like in my mind, I didn't even think about it. I wanted to do it with boys. Totally. Same. But like no one else was. So I remember I had this like book that my mom gave me that her older sister who had older kids had that like talked about sex. And there was one small paragraph in it that was like sort of alluded to gay thoughts, but they were just like straight people can have thoughts about same sex couples. It's Mm. fine. It'll go away. It's normal. It's just a thought. And I was like, oh, well, I have these thoughts, so I can still be straight. But like I vividly would be three or four years old or my earliest memories, probably. And I just had no interest in girls in that way. I, Even though I like and I remember girls or stuff just because that's what you did. Sure. But I remember having Nick and I wonder if you had this, too, where I had a, a um, 
anxiety thinking about having to marry a woman and have a family. Mm. Yeah, yes. I well, I had anxiety slightly about like, will these thoughts ever go away? Sure, sure. Because I was like, because I remember as I kept going older, I was like, I still very much actively think about men in a right. right. way. I was like, the book alluded that it was just like a passing thought. Yeah. But this is this, this is supposed to be one out of three, passing. not ten out of two. Um, this so book. I, I would I love to, to read this like, book. Well, if I get married, am I still going to have these thoughts? It was, yeah. It's kind of, those when they like allude to stuff like that. I mean, I get that. Yes, sure. Some straight people, like I know straight people that watch gay porn sometimes, but it's like, like with drinking, there are some people that can have like problematic drinking behaviors, but aren't alcoholics, and then can like drink sometimes. But like, if you're, this is a quote. This is equating being gay to being an alcoholic, which is probably a bad comparison. But if you are an alcoholic, like you can't then just like drink sometimes. So it's like that ratio of if you're straight and you have some quote unquote thoughts about the same sex, it's you're not. But but there also wasn't a book to say that you can be bisexual. Sure. You know, like I think even like in being gay, like my experience was completely not being interested in, in the opposite sex in terms of sex. But, you know, they weren't doing why if someone had just said like you can like. Men, if you're a guy, or you can like both, or you can like, like if anything that gave us any kind of indication that there was any kind, something out of the norm of heterosexuality, because right. there's so many bisexual people we know. We even had some bisexual I right love, to us. Love, yeah. And Big fan of the bisexual community. I really appreciate them. Right. So it's love, just like, if we had anything, but Nick, we've got to find this book. What was this book called? I, I don't even remember. The Bible. It was about like. It was about like sex, though. It like talked about like changing bodies and stuff like that for like our bodies kids, ourselves. But, in, like, a, but it was like in a kid way, so like you could easily understand. I just remember like sneaking in my closet and reading the paragraph about in the closet, literally in the closet, literally in the closet, reading about like the gay stuff all the time. Because right. I was like, gotta keep having these thoughts. Yeah, it's like, like you're going over like the no highlighter. <laughs> Did you ever try right. praying the thoughts away or were you not that religious? I was never religious. Mm. And honestly, our family was never really that religious. We went to the church across the street of the house that we moved into, but only <laughs> because my mom thought, well, let's give it a shot. And because the church had a really big like youth program, like there were a lot of kids my age and lo and behold, they had a, they did a lot of like plays and stuff, and that's the only reason I went. Is like we constantly were like doing productions and plays and youth choir and stuff like that. And obviously, what gay boy is gonna say no to that? Say no to choir. <laughs> I'm so mad I quit show choir in high school because I was so made fun of. It was so who re- made fun of you? The- Everybody. Ah. So I remember I quit. I quit every theater and show choir and all that stuff because I just couldn't handle being made fun of so much. Of course, being made fun and of. And now I look brutal. back and I'm like, I wish I just kept doing it. It was so fun. Being made fun of is awful. Middle school was a nightmare yeah. for being made fun of. and But I feel like middle school in general, it's that age group that is particularly oh, brutal. rough. So middle school was a nightmare being made fun of. And then when I got to high school, I obviously still got made fun of somewhat. But I tend to be a very... I would say my personality is whatever, fuck it, kind of. Right. So uh, they might have made fun of me, but I just, I come from a very small town and a very small school. How small is the town? Like 200 people. The town is less than 800 people. Wow. And I I graduated within 
86 people. So I graduated I with to, about 86 too, but my town was like 2000 maybe. So the people I went, I graduated with, I started preschool with. So at that point mm. we had been in school together for like 14 years and we wow. all fucking hated each other. Right. <laughs> but because I was gay and an overachiever, I was the president of all the clubs and I did That's volleyball right. and I did the musical and choir. Nick and said he got successful. into an argument with the new principal. <laughs> and senior year so was... because I was in charge of all these things and I was the lead in all these things and I, I just sort of walked around like I could give two shits less if you made fun of me because what the hell are right. you guys doing? <laughs> so the bullying kind of subsided because I just walked around like I didn't give a shit because I that's a good I way control, to I control you bastard. Right. That's a good way to thwart a narrative uh, thwart the narrative of getting bullied too, because it's like, hey, I'm not gonna give you the result you want. Like you're looking for someone to like cower and then you feed off of that. I I'm not going to absolutely gave them the result they wanted. Cause that's gonna embolden them to like do you more, but then if you're like walking around like I don't give a shit. Mm, like also right. I'm the president I mean, of the it club. Didn't, it didn't fully stop and there was occasionally also I had a girlfriend all through high school, so that's oh, certainly shit. helped. Are you still in touch with uh, her? Uh, we message every once in a while. She's mm. married with a kid now. Good for her. Um, but and that also certainly helped with the, yes. the bullying in high yes. school. But it, it also just got to a point where like, what are they going to make fun of me for? Right. Be, like beating them in sports because they weren't good at them, or sure. beating them, or being the class president because they didn't get enough votes. Like hell yeah. At a certain point, it was just like. Like they had no ammunition, kind of thing. Success so is the best. High school revenge. definitely got better. Um, because Nick and gained I was power, also just, like a Disney. I was like, right, and Mateo was right. I was also incredibly sassy and <laughs> rude. In Nick, before we go, can you just tell the story of when you argued with that? Who was the woman, the secretary, the woman that you argued with? Remember, there was someone you got into a fight with. I got in several fights. Oh boy! Who was the um, woman you said next? Yeah, oh, the woman that the woman that didn't who's like I think Nick's mad at me, and then Nick like barged open the. Oh, door. you did have power. That the so like that an adult was college. Okay, mm. tell us the story. Um, so in college, I was. Um, so there are RAs in the dorms, and then there's like the head RA who's in charge of them, and I was the head RA who was in charge of everyone. And with that, you get a free meal plan and free housing. So one day I get um, uh, to preface my boyfriend in college would stay over all the time. And I went to an all music school. So my neighbor played the flute and there are specific <laughs> practice rooms. <laughs> There's specific practice rooms on the floor and you're supposed to practice. And then sometimes people played in the rooms and I didn't care that much, but I, a certain point like it was just excessive so i went checked practice rooms were available so i went and knocked on his door and i was like can you just go in the practice room you're really not supposed to be playing in your room he went in there fine later that night i got a knock on my door from one of the residents on my floor who's french speaking and was like did you read the note on so-and-so's door and i was like no and there were all these notes on the door in six different languages so i obviously took them all down and came in and translated them and it's him going on and on and on in the english one he just wrote like i'm being um suppressed from practicing yada 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 but it wasn't anything bad mm. and then in the other languages because he didn't think that i would be able to read them oh, he didn't or or had friends right he's threatening my mother he's threatening my boyfriend he's a fucking he idiot cursed, too he cursed the day my father impregnated my mother 
my mother better watch her back. And he plays the come. flute. It's like, look, buddy, I'm and not like, flute. get the fuck out of it. Like, are you trying to subsidize? I mean, no, whatever. <laughs> right. So I go and tell my boss and then he tells the dean of students. Her name is Elsa Jean and I'm saying her name. <laughs> <laughs> so Elsa Jean was this woman who's sort of like picture Paula Dean and that is her. Okay. But her name is Elsa Jean. So they tell her they have a meeting with him. I'm completely out of it. They don't even loop me in or anything. Moral of the story, instead of kicking him out, they just move him to a higher floor. So I go to this woman who's the Dean and I was like, Hey, you know, he threatened my mother. He threatened my boyfriend who comes constantly. He threatened me. I mean, moving him to a higher floor doesn't really take care of that situation because they still come. And I was like, and I told my mom and, you know, she's really uncomfortable with him being near me and her coming. And this woman looks at me in the eye and I'm literally like 20 years old. And she was like, well, that's what you get for telling your mom things. Of course, she's going to worry. Do you know how many death threats I get? I wish I would tell my mom about. It's time to grow up and be an adult. You don't need to tell them everything. Well, why is she getting battles. so many death threats? <laughs> That's what That's I the real said. question. Well, A, why are you getting so many death threats? B, you're old and your mother is dead. So, no, not the same. You can't tell right, her right, anything. Right, 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 <laughs> So, cut to a few weeks later, the cafeteria worker, I get called in and to my boss, who said the cafeteria workers are complaining that a man with a purse... <laughs> <laughs> Nick is stealing from the cafeteria. Now, mind you, to start this story, I made it clear I had a free meal plan. There is no stealing. There's no stealing. It's the unlimited food. Right. So, Elsa Jean, who hates me, is uncomfortable with me in my current position because I manage the budget for the dorm and she thinks I'm now stealing from the dorm. And I said, trust and believe, I'm not stealing your money. I'm also not stealing from the cafeteria because I don't have to pay for food. Right. It's free, so unlimited free that, food. Right. From that point over, just because I thought she was a disgusting pig, yes. I refused to even acknowledge her. She would say hi, and I would do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would keep walking, or I just wouldn't acknowledge her because I don't need to. Bitch. Cut to... She calls my boss and my boss has to call me in and go, so Elsa Jean had a meeting with me and she's really concerned because you don't say hi to her in the hallways and you don't acknowledge her. Uh, and I was like, are we in fucking elementary school? She's a grown ass woman who gets death threats. I was just going to say, isn't she brushing off she's... death threats left and right? Like she wakes up to a death threat and yet she can't handle you not saying hi. Bitch, I think you're lying about that death threat. I think she's okay. So moral of the story, the next time I saw her, she like coyly was like, hi, Nick. And I was like, hi, Elsa Jean. Now you can go tell my boss I said hi to you. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Do you follow her on Instagram or Facebook? Cut to oh, I boy. practically got her fired. So <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with the man with a purse stealing food from the was, cafeteria. This episode's was, called a man with a purse. She was, quote unquote, pushed into early retirement. Damn. Sure. Well, Nick, on that note, we have to go. Anything else you want to leave our our listeners with? And thank you. Um, 
happy pride. Happy pride. <laughs> I hope everyone finds their gay superpowers like I did. Yeah, yes. really did. Instead of evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours was for good, Nick. Yours was for good. It was for good. I took down the evil. Yes, you did. <laughs> All right, Nick. I'll call you later. All right. Bye. Bye, Nick. There we go. All right. That's been this episode of Inside the Closet. Uh, Emma, anything you want to say before we... Nope. Just we've got the we've got the shows that we plugged at the beginning of the episode, July 8th, 9th, 10th. I'll be at the DC Comedy Lock. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys. Star Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.